0: This week, I want to take a look at something that really partially belongs to last week and partially to this week, which is, of course, the story of um, of the Pinchas' heroism, or zealotry, uh, which comes as in, in the context of the story of Benot Moab. We looked at it a few years ago from a very different perspective, um, meaning more the issue of the role of the Midianim as opposed to the Moabiot in the whole scene. I want to take a look at something else here because when you look when you read the story, you find that the uh, that the language in the story, first of all, on a micro level, and then on a macro level, is strange. Uh, we'll read the story through. The story appears at the end of Parshat Balak and the beginning of this week's Parsha Pinchas, and it's everybody's Parsha now. All right, Vayeshev Yisrael Bashitim. Team. And one of the interesting side things to note is. Was this behavior happening after Bilam left, and we're going to follow the story in sequence because the very end of the previous chapter, Bilam went home, um, although he surprisingly shows up on the battlefield later. Um, or does this is this happening simultaneously while Bilam is up there giving the brachot, and that's something to explore, but not for now. Just pointing out another an interesting avenue of exploration. In any case, Vayeshev Israel Bas Shitim. And Shittim is the area below Harei Moab, which is just north of the Dead Sea, and going to be the launching, the staging position for crossing the Ardain to, uh, to get to, 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 to enter Israel. So the, the nation, or more properly the army, starts whoring after Benot Moab. And so the sense is that they're all in one place, and the daughters of Moab are nearby and are making themselves available, and the Jewish people end up having relations with Benot Moab. Right? Yeah. Now that in and, it's, in and of itself, for several reasons, is problematic. One is the, obviously the act itself, but also you might call it consorting with the enemy. V'atikrana la'am So V'atikrana is the girls. That's feminine, plural, third person they summoned the men of the army as it were to the offerings of to their gods and so everybody ate and bowed down to their gods now there's kind of a confusion here what happened that was that was bad but what happened at all is it that there was licentiousness and promiscuity and the result of that was that the men were sort of enticed into worshipping Avodah not necessarily because they were really into Avodah but because that was only for them to get their lust out. Or was it that they participated in the and that the and that was the Znut? In other words, the Znut was not actually sexual. It was Znut, as it appears, let's say, in uh, in Parshat Shlach, of going after foreign ideas. Which is it? So, the, the truth, we're, we're, it's going to become clear to us pretty soon, but right at this point it's unclear. But then comes a word, and I've I've highlighted both of its instances here, which is the most curious word. It's a word that shows up, a dozen times in Tanakh or so, in any form, and that is, Yisrael pa'or. Now, I'm not going to translate it. Yisrael was Nitzmad to Baal Peor. Now, important to know what Baal Peor is. Peor, or probably more pr- properly pronounced, pegor, uh, is the name of the mountaintop that Gilam went to, one of the mountains of, of Moab. Baal is a name that shows up through Canaan as being attached to a particular place or deity, and it becomes the deity of that local deity. So Baal Brit in Shem and Baal Zvul in Sidon, in, uh, evidently, or somewhere in the north uh, also in haifa um and uh and here you have bal poor that belongs to the mountain of poor so yisrael was nitzmad now normally we read that word as being something like became attached to as a matter of fact the team of oxen that's yoked together is called a semed bakar and we're going to see that when we look at the Rishonim. but what is it that israel did and what's curious is that this is a word that is never used in the context of any other idolatry in the world, although we are guilty of many instances, read Sefer Shoftim and Sefer Malachim, of following Avodah Zarah and getting involved. This verb is never used except in this instance. But if I Adonai Yisrael, God gets very angry. All right, so now, what's he angry about? Is he angry about Avodah Zarah or is he angry about licentiousness? Or he's angry that they allowed their lust to give them an excuse, as it were, to do over what, what's his anger out? What's the act that's angering him? And this is gonna be a very big anger, because several big things are gonna happen here. A whole shevet, just about is gonna be cut in half. She says, Take the leaders, and the leaders seems to be Ha'am, it's seems to me the leaders who are involved with this, and impale them publicly, and then my anger will subside. Because otherwise, we're in for another. We had Egel, we have Maraglim, we have the Miton and Tava, God's anger. So now what does Moshe do? Moshe, Yisrael, and this is meant to be the leaders, ish which by the way is very familiar to us, it's almost the same language used, in the context of the Egel. Dergu ish anashav, everyone kill his own people. Hanitsmadim the Val Again, that word. But only in the case of Baal-pa'or. And now, what happens? In the middle of this whole confusion, while people are doing whatever they're doing, we don't know what they're doing, Hashem is angry, Moshe turns and gives this command, and we don't know if this command has been fulfilled or will be fulfilled. ish Yisrael Suddenly, a Jewish man shows up. Now, by the way, remember that it was Benot Moab that were the focus of the Znut. But he brings a Midianite woman in front of the people. In front of Moshe and in front of everybody. This guy walks up with a Midianite girl. We'll find out later who she is. Everybody's weeping. Now, who's the everybody? It seems to be Moshe and K'la Dapen Yisrael, but K'la Dapen Yisrael are also involved in this. So it seems to be some part of the leadership is weeping, and it seems to be weeping from some sort of a paralysis of action. So who steps into the breach? Fayar ben ben Aron Kohen. VeYakom Now he's among Dapen Yisrael. He stands up. From them, meaning they're all sitting there weeping. He stands up to take action. He takes a spear in his hand. There's a huge machlok at what this word kavam means. One take on it is that meaning the the underside of a person. We say uh, they're near their stomach. Um, and the take is that he, that the two of them were engaged in relations publicly, and he went and skewered them right in that spot for both of them, and that's how he had them. Now, why would the text use this as an aside? Why would the text use the word kaba instead of beten or keres, which is the normal word? So, Professor of suggests that because in the parsha of Bilam, the word kaba was used, loma echov lo kaboel. So, as part of the Torah style of adopting a key word and using it, even when it's not the expected word, but to keep that word kind of afloat in the parsha, they use the word kabata. That's one possible interpretation. However, there's a whole other school of mefarshim that say that the kuba was the tent. In other words, He went into the guy's tent and skewered him, and then he went into the girl's tent and killed her, which means they're in different tents. So it's it's unclear what's happening. But what's very clear is that this girl and what this guy's doing with this girl are somehow at the epicenter of the problem. And, um, And as we see, as soon as Pinchas does this, the plague that we didn't know there was a plague, but there was a plague happened. We'll find out in a minute about the numbers is stopped. This is by the second time that a coin has stopped the plague. Our owner, remember, brought the Ketorah down and stopped the plague in the case of Korach. And now his grandson, Pinchas, does one act, kills these two people, either together or not, and the plague stops. So 24,000, which it seems that a majority of them are from Shevet Shimon, because if you compare the census of Shevet Shimon in uh, Parshat Bar, where they have, I believe, 59,000, and now they have 22,000, it seems that they took a big hit, and this is very likely where they took a big hit. In any case, that's the story. Now, we have to see the beginning of this week's Parsha to see the completion of this part of the story. This part of the story, I say, because there's, of course, Mohammed Midian, which is a, vend- a war of vengeance because of this act. But just to close this part. By the Barad more, And by the way, the problem that we have here is the Cholent problem is that we finish. finished by you? last Shabbat, whether we read one or two parshyot, we caught up, and then everybody goes home and has Kiddush and has Cholent, By the time they come to Shul Shabbos afternoon and they hear these words, it's a separate thing. They don't make the connection. But this is following. By the Baradun Elazar ben Again, the full yichas. mi he held back my anger and he acted with zealotry taking my zealousness among them. As a result, I didn't wipe out B'nei Israel. He saved on Israel. So tell him he's going to have a B'rit Shalom, whether the B'rit Shalom means that will be protected against people who might want to take vengeance against him or whatever it may mean or the fact that when you act violently you develop violent tendencies. So Hashem is promising him that he will still be a peaceful person. And now we get a parenthetic note. So the Jewish man who was killed with the Midianit is a fellow named Zimri, Shimoni. He is one of the heads in the of the of the households, meaning he is a tribal head, not the head, not the Nasi, but a-Nasi among the Shimon tribe. Um parenthetically, Zimri becomes infamous in history with a very famous phrase that actually uh Yana used in describing to his wife don't worry about the, the Prushim, but worry about the the hypocrites. Zimri famous line They act like Zimri and they want a reward like Pinchas. In any case, and who's the Midianite girl? She's none other than Kozbi Vatsur. I'm not going to make any Kozbi comments here, but Kozbi Vatsur. And who's Tsur? Roshemot Beitav Minyan, who He is one of the heads of the household of Midian, which means she is essentially a Midianite princess. Now, what is going on in the story? That's the bottom line. Want to figure out Bigadol? Are the p? Did this play happen? Did Pinchas Zeletri save the day? Because the people were whoring, in which case, what do I care about Baal Pa'or? That's irrelevant. Or was it that they're worshipping Baal Pa'or, in which case the whoring was just sort of the vehicle for it, but if that's the case, why doesn't Pinchas come and kill somebody who's bowing to Baal Pa'or? Or in the rabbinic description, somebody who is worshipping Baal Pa'or in that disgusting way. In other words, why is the killing associated with sexuality? Because one or the other, either the uh, the the sin is a sin of foreign women take it from from for ezra the end the sin of foreign women and that's what's going on fine so why mention Baal Pa'or? and if on the other hand the sin is idolatry then Pinchas should catch the guy in the act of worshiping or eating the korban of Baal Pa'or or whatever and kill him there why kill them in the, in the sexual context now just to but to support the, the issue of uh, the tsame, again, the does not show up in any other context of idolatry or any other kind of worship or anything else except really for describing uh, jewels. Uh, an armlet is called a tzameed, um, a, uh, a When uh, Yoav kills Amasai, it said that his sword is mitsumedet, it's locked into its sheath, right? And um, and and those are the contexts, and of course, semed bakar, which we have in several cases, uh, team of oxen, and then we have this verb uniquely used in the context of balpa or worship only. Now, um, we have we're going to take a little bit of a tour because we're going to get to this word litsamed, but in um, in uh, in an odd context. First of all, I'm going to start with Hosea. In Hosea, Peraket, we find a pasuk. And this is part of the section in Hosea that that goes through several components of Jewish history. It's Later on, it's about Yaakov, and in and Yaakov and Esav tussling in the uh, in the uh, in the womb. This is like Yeheskel the Pericat per- I found Am um, Yisrael as is a very youth, young youth, and I brought her up and I raised her, etc. Now, this is a strange phrase. They came to Baal Pa'or, and this is a poetic way of describing what happened, and they sort of attached themselves to shame. And again, this is a unique description, one that does not show up in the case of any other Baal worship, and there's lots of, lots of um, documentation about Baal worship throughout the Nevi'im and mentions in the Tuvim. So you have to figure what's going on. Now, on our key word, Vayitzamed Yisrael, which is where we're starting from, that we'll start with the Targumim. In Unklos, he reads Vayitzamed as Vayitchabar. So Vayitzamed means they attach themselves. So Am Israel attached themselves to Baal Peor. But again that raises the question so why wasn't the simri killed when he's bowing to baal Pa'or? and in the targum yerushalmi we have a it's a fragment we have a phrase V'ad baku Yisrael of tavata. so V'ad baku, is not far from it they cleave they connected themselves all right so these are the questions and again jason these are the questions um which uh which i raised and I had added one other in about Kuzbi. Kuzbi is a princess, so well, what was a princess doing in this sort of, this would seem to be something that you would, either would happen naturally or you would farm out to your lowest class people. Why is she involved in this? Yes? Yeah. Samid connected Samir Samid Patil Alav. Is that from the same thing? Yeah, exactly. Very good. So Samid Patil, which is mentioned in Parshat Kukat as being a not a tied thing, and we're going to come back to that, a tied thing that that uh covers up with a proper knot, covers up a Kleis, keeps Tuma from getting in. All right? So it's again tied and knotted and connected. Really. Uh, another question also is the in the beginning when it says Vayachel, is that also connected to azuchal? Probably not. Probably not. But azuchal is also a very big problem. Well, because they both lead to negative outcomes. Yeah, but maybe it's un- unclear what Likor okay. means there. So it's un- and I mean, you mentioned at the very end of Perak, uh, Perak Dalit in, um, in So let's take a look at a little bit of a survey of how do you him read this Vait Yisrael of or this difficult phrase. So in the Lekachto, which is roughly the same time, a little bit earlier mm-hmm. than Rashi, it's, uh, it's really from Byzantium. Mitzchila hayu so he reads something interesting. He said, originally, everybody was kind of embarrassed about going into this private area to have relations with the girls. And so they would come in one by one. And then Vayetzamed is like the next step, which is they started coming in in pairs, which means they were no longer embarrassed. And Vayetzamed like they came in in pairs. The problem of course is Vayetzamed Israel it should be like but They came in in pairs. That's Part of the problem. The other is we never find that two people going together is vayitsamed. You would love to see that at the akedah instead of yachtav, Be great, but it's a, it's an it's unusual because there is no other instance of that use. The Ibn Ezra says bakar again. He ties it to a team of oxen. Vatam hanashim imam l'dat paor, meaning. Not that two men went in at the same time, but rather the men linked themselves and tied themselves to the women, and together they joined the religion of, of uh, poor, the worship of poor. But again, this raises the question, which is the violation here? Rabag picking up, and I tried to pick a, a range that, uh, you know, there's quite a number that, of, of Mufarshim that will pick on each one of these. I want to pick a, a selection. Yisrael, the wrote, Meaning, how do you connect yourself or cleave to an idea, to a worship? The answer is, you cleave to the worshippers, to the servants of Baal Peor, to the the the, uh, the acolytes. And speaking up on a pasuk in uh, in, Mal- in Malachi it talks about Yehuda. Leaving Hashem and Baal Bat El Nechar. It's there, it's talking in the context of people leaving their wives, for foreign wives. But the idea is that's connected, connected to Avar So we're getting a little bit closer, perhaps. In the Avar Benel, Now the, the Avar seems to be coming close to answering our question. He says that because by having relations with these girls, it's like they became sort of, if you will, sons-in-law, to the, of the They, of course, didn't marry these girls, but they became suddenly t- entangled in the family. And he quotes the same pasuk in Malachi, but now with a little more clarity than the Rabbah gave us, the is that by having relations with these girls, they suddenly became connected to a family that was devoted to Baal Pa'or, And therefore, it's like you joined the Baal then uh, The Nitziv, coming into the 19th century, she says, Now this is a, if you think about it, it's an astounding statement. And it's, by the way, one that's very difficult to substantiate. The, the, the Nitsiv seems to be bothered by, again, the unique use of Vaitzamed in the case of balpor only. And it says, oh, because in this case, they actually attach themselves to balpor with real belief, not convenience, not as a means of getting the girl but." with real belief, and so therefore it's like they were really attached to Baal Paor, which would mean that he would have to say that therefore it never existed in other Avodah Zara instances, including when B'nai Israel are still worshipping Baal because they think he might help them with the rain. Take a look at O'Shea Bet, for instance. Um, Ramosha Tedeschi from the end of the 19th century in Italy has an interesting take on this. Gait Samid. Ashon Semed Bakar takes the same position as we saw with Theban Ezra. Right, and others, right, that refers to a team of oxen. In other words, when a man and woman are involved in quietus, they're linked together. And he said, The very fact that we call an armlet a tsamid proves it because it's totally wrapped on the arm, it's not loose. In other words, he said, that's related sometimes to the way that we describe an improper team, an ox and a, and a donkey, for instance, right? She says it's Lashon ervat, meaning Vayitsamed is referring to sexuality. It's not referring to two men going together. It's not referring to the man becoming connected to the family of Avodah It's not referring to the man becoming connected to the belief in Balpor, but it's rather referring to the man and the woman uniting in coitus which itself is the Tzimu, is the Tzmida, as it will, right? Nizdavgu ki velo adam, etc. And notice he says, velo tevat l'avodat el acher So he makes that point clearly. There is no other Avodah that we have anywhere in Tanakh where this verb is used except for balpa'or. But we're still not all the way there. We still got to figure out how this all works. I'm gonna take you somewhere very different. In Hosea Dalad, we have the following Pasuk. Those people who are doing daftiyomi are familiar with this pasuk from the end of Sotah, right? They know, they stopped doing Main Marim because uh because um there was so much promiscuity going on. So and the point of this basuk is they are all associating, socializing with zonot and kideshot. Now, that word kidesha, which we generally see as being a synonym for zona, a woman who is promiscuous, a woman who offers herself sexually to other men for pay or for other favors or whatever, as a kiddeshah, I'm not talking about the halacha of a Kadeshah in the famous Machok at Rambam Raivud and Ramban and on uh, at the beginning of, of Ishut, but the the, used, the the term is used in the Torah. And so we have the two words, Zonot and Kadeshot. Now, an interesting thing about this word Kadeshot, in the Greek translation of Kadeshot, nowhere else, by the way, everywhere else where they have the word Kadeshah, the Greek translation is porne. Porne, you can hear what it sounds like means a zona. However, in this particular one where it says, it uses a different word, which is menon, which means to tie together. And by the way, now back to our original Pasuk, Raizamid Yisrael of Pa'or, take a look at the word it's highlighted. Israel Israel Yisrael tied themselves to Baal Paor. But notice the other place it's used is in the context of a kadesha. Now, what is a kadesha? The Torah prohibits a kadesha. What is a kadesha? So a kadesha likely was what we would call a cult prostitute. In many of the ancient cults, this is by the way true also in, in Hellenistic cults, but in ancient Canaanite cults, there was often a fertility rite that was accomplished by the penitent coming and having relations with a cult prostitute. And that was called a kadesha. She belonged to the temple, and having relations with her along with bringing the proper gift would ensure fertility for the crops, and the animals, etc. That's a Kodesha. If, if you notice, the word Kodesha is used for the first time in Brishit in the story of Yehuda. But Yehuda, there's a strange thing that happens in the story. When Yehuda sees her, Yehuda sees Tamar and he thinks she's a zona. He has relations with her. He leaves. He then se- sends his friend Chirah to go find her so he can pay her the goat and get his his uh, symbols back, his his staff, etc. When Chirah comes, what does he say? He doesn't say ayeha zona. He says ayeha k'deisha. Where is the Kadesha? Even though Yehuda internally thought this is Zonah, the public statement was where is the Kadeshah? And now take a look at what the the um the Holy Moshe says about this in Dvarim in Kadeshah. Local zonati re kadesha. Right? A regular zona is not called a Kadeshah. Kadesha a woman who's devoted her sexual looseness to the avodah Zara. and then he explains in this story when Yehuda was looking for some female companionship he wasn't looking to avodah Zara, god forbid he was literally god forbid he was looking for some some zonah and that's what he thought well when he sent the gift his friend Chira was embarrassed to say, I'm here on behalf of the great prince, Yehuda, and I'm looking for a zona to pay him, pay back on his behalf. So he said, You know, it's Chira trying to protect Yehuda. He thought he was protecting Yehuda, and it probably was, by saying, oh, this great Yehuda wasn't coming for just sexual favors, but he was coming to do some sort of a worship act, so he calls her a Kadesha. point is that, that that's, it's well documented without this, that that's what a Kadesha is, but I just thought I'd bring that as support. I'd like to go back to our parsha and look at it again and make a, a suggestion. And when you read it, if you think about it, there's a disconnect here. What would you expect the next pasuk to be? They start whoring after Benot Moab, and then Hashem gets angry, they're whoring after Benot Moab, or they um, they uh, suddenly uh, start to war between them, But it was something. But instead, it shifts like on a zig, on, on, a, on a kind of unnatural thing. We're so used to reading it, we don't pay attention. On kind of an unnatural zig, to suddenly they're enticing them to do Avodazar. And so the image that I always had my whole life, I'm sure many people have, is that the girls were seducing them, and then once they got them in, they said, "Hey, you want some more? You gotta join us in Erevonazar." And the men, okay, they went along with it. The opposite of the deceived, by the way, is that the men actually believed it. What was the worship of Baal Peor? So I'm familiar with Midrash Chachamim about Poerat Le but I think that in Pshat we could say something. It's actually not that not that far away. And it is, again, a unique Avodah of Baal Peor. I'm going to suggest that the Avodah of Baal Peor was having sex with the acolytes of the, of the sect. That was the Avodah zahar. And now watch what happens. Now we'll read the, the passage again. Yisrael Bashitim, Ha'am which means they start doing Avodah Ta-Peor. Vatikrano La'am How did that happen? The girls invited them in. Come join us. So it's all part of one piece. And literally by having relations and like we saw, it means to become one, become unified, a single body with this girl is like becoming connected to Baal Peor. What's God angry about? God's angry about devil Nazara. That's where the anger always comes in. So now what happens? Hashem says to Moshe, And what does Moshe say? Meaning, go kill anybody who's right now, or who has been having sexual relations with these girls, because that is the Avodah of Val And now what, shu shows up? A guy shows up, and he brings a Midianit, which means, this is not some sort of low promiscuous thing. This is a high calling, and this megyani princess herself is an acolyte of Kadeshah Balpaor, and he brings her there, and and uh, and clearly is intending to or is having relations with her. They are everybody else is paralyzed by this. Such a horrific thing. Pinchas gets up, but what does he do? He kills them in the middle of what? In the middle of Avodazara. Which is having relations. In other words, the the way that Rashi reads it, El Kavata, which is that he sticks it through both of them at that spot. They're having relations, is actually killing them in the middle of Avodah Zara. And, yes. and hold on a second. And that's what stale, uh, stays God's hand and God's anger. So, in other words, instead of reading, and this is the, just the, the it's a switch, but it's a switch that changes everything in the parsha. Instead of reading. That there was a sexual component and an idolatrous component, and then asking how are they related? Was the sexual come on to get them to do Abu Zarah, Or was it that they were doing both? Or was it that uh that um that the the sexual component was a thing of intermarriage and assimilation and the Zarah was, so it was its own problem? Instead of reading it that way, read it it is really the same thing. It is one act. And the on the Znut with Benot Moav, really is the Avodah of Baal Peor, which is why the only Avodah zara in Tanakh that uses the word vayitzamed to be linked and connected and cleaved is Baal Peor, which is why the Pinchas kills Zimri while he's doing Avodah zara, which is the relations. It's not like you have relations with her and then to pay her off, you bow down and you eat some uh, Peor korban. No, that's the actual Avodah zara, and that's where he kills him. And that hopefully explains uh, goes through the questions that we uh, that we dealt with, and hopefully, hopefully, explains this this very upsetting incident in our history in uh, New Life.